0: Welcome to the Heights Sermon Series Podcast, where each week you'll hear a new message that'll help you with your life shaped by the way. What a great morning it's been, hadn't it? Weren't those testimonies exciting? Exciting to hear those things, see what's going on in people's lives. I missed it the first service. I I didn't get to church late. I, I went up to our children's church and hung out up there with them. For a little bit, and we did a little bit of Q and A, and we're going to talk about Q and A in just a little bit. So I thought this was a fun story, and one of the children up there raised their hand. Of course, you know, whatever the first child asks, that kind of sets the tone. Then where all the questions are going to go. So it became questions about what is my favorite. And uh, so this little girl asked, "What is your favorite story in the Bible? That's Noah and the Ark. <laughs> Noah and the Ark." And so and if we ask questions, I already know the answer I want you to give. Uh, so we'll, again, we'll talk about Q&A in just a moment. We are back in our Heaven and Hell series. If you're new to our church or maybe hadn't been in a while, just so you kind of have a context of where we are and what's going on, we started back in the middle of September now uh, on, a, on a Heaven and Hell series. And we spent three weeks, the first week we kind of looked at That while it's so important to look at all this information that God gives us about the future, the goal is not to go, oh, that's cool. The goal is for all that information to come back and impact me where I'm living right here, right now, today. This week, you're going to make a lot of decisions You're you're going to go through it. Some of them are decisions you know you need to make. Some of them are just going to pop up in the moment. and, And you're going to make life decisions. And they're to be guided, motivated, challenged, encouraged. ...by the idea of what God has taught us in heaven and hell. So while it's information for out there, man, it's to have an impact right here. Then we did an overview of heaven. Then we did an overview of hell. That wasn't as fun. And then after hell, we decided, okay, we just need to take two weeks off. And uh, actually what we did is we spent two weeks looking at missions. You know, that's not usually what we're always thinking... But it is supposed to be the heart of the church, the mission, the work of the church to go out in the gospel, whether that be locally in our community or around the world. And so we spent a couple of Sundays listening to some great speakers and looking what our, our options, our opportunities were locally and internationally. You know, locally during COVID, we kind of thrived. That, that did real well for us internationally. Obviously, there's nobody's traveling. So that, That kind of took a blow, but uh, we're, we're back up and running. We had a team get home yesterday from Nicaragua. They did a week of door to door evangelism, vacation Bible school. They built homes for people. And, uh, and it was also a medical trip. We had a number of several doctors on it. And so we uh, had that as, so it was a very full trip. And that was our second trip to Nicaragua already this year. We've had a scout team come back from kind of relooking at what we can be doing in Zimbabwe. So just took two weeks to keep all that in front of us. So that brings us to today, where we're back into our Heaven and Hell series, and still have four Sundays in front of us, four, including today, four more messages looking at Heaven and Hell, and that third third message, which is the first Sunday in November, uh, is on Friend Day. The first Sunday in November is Friend Day. I really want to encourage you to be thinking about who you could invite to to be with you and, and hear and worship in a life group, a neighbor, a friend, a coworker You know, i uh, every Saturday I call our, our first-time guests, and I've been doing that for about 14 years. And I, I don't take a tally or anything, but if I had to guess, I would say three out of four people when I say, what brought you to the heights? They're going to say a neighbor, a friend, a co-worker, Invited me, and I tell you, what, it's really exciting. No, hey, you're, our church isn't inviting people to church. Church, thank you. That's y'all. Way, way to go! But the reason I tell that is, I, I think we're led to believe where church is kind of on the down and out. We're not supposed to talk about it, and uh, you know, you still want to bring that up out there, folks. People are still saying yes to invitations. As recently as last Sunday, they are still saying yes when you invite them. So be thinking about who you could do that and and uh, I said all that to say you know back on the heaven and hell series my t- topic that day is going to be where do people go when they die? Uh, that's an interesting topic. It's one that's easy to communicate, like in an invitation like that. That's what we're going to be talking about. Generates a lot of interest and and curiosity. Now, if you've been a part of the Heaven and Hell series, there's an actual context for that question because we have learned hell is a future event. There's a moment out there where people go to the Great White Throne Judgment, and hell follows that heaven. There's a delivery of a a new heaven and a new earth that's out in the future. Well, if those are out in the future, then what's going on right now? Where do we go right now when we die? So that's what we'll be looking at on that day. And then that brings us back to today, which is where we are. We're sitting here today. We're looking at what makes heaven heaven or what makes hell hell. You know, to start thinking about that question, what makes heaven heaven for you. When you think of heaven. What is it hard to imagine heaven. You know. Being all that it's supposed to be. But you wonder. Will will that be there? Now we all, we all know heaven's great. Right? Streets of gold. And God's there. And it's the best thing ever. And I get all that. But I think down quiet. We don't say it out loud. We kind of wonder. But. Is this going to be there? I call it the four P's. Pet. Pleasure. Pleasure place i forgot the fourth p pet pet pleasure place person oh my gosh that's the big one isn't it you know so we wonder are are these things and you know in our hearts we're kind of wondering hey if i don't hear the answer that, that i'm wanting then i mean can heaven be missing something what makes heaven heaven now, I'm going to give you the answer right now. We're not, you don't have to get through the whole sermon to hear this. You know the answer. I've already talked about it in the course of this series. Uh, many of you already know it. If you don't know it, as soon as I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah, I knew that. We, we know it, we believe it, and we understand it. The answer is God. It's God that makes heaven heaven. But again, real quietly, we go, but is this there? Let's go ahead and understand just what it means when we say God makes heaven, heaven. Let's hear the testimony from God, from his word about what makes heaven, heaven. Look up here, Psalm 16, verse 11. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. Can can we just stop right there? There's a phrase. That is not even a whole sentence. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. The word fullness. What, what, What if one of the answers to what's there what's not there what if that's not quite what i was hoping what what if it's not quite what i'm anticipating you know folks that doesn't say it's almost oh, all the joy you want it's almost everything that you imagine no it it is the absolute ful- fullness no no more i can't do it i'm i can't take any more stop i'm full it is the absolute fullness of joy. However the questions are going to be answered, it's the fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Uh, I think a challenging, something we should think about, pray about, whom have I in heaven but you? And there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. Now, we're going to come back in a moment and talk about what we desire, hope for, uh, and if it's wrong to have that. But I do think we should have a prayer life Hey, God, I want to desire you above all else. I I, I want the giver as much as I want all of the gifts. I I want the joy of your presence to be the great joy in my life. I think David certainly challenges us with that prayer there. Psalm 84, I bet a lot of you have heard this phrase. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. Now, to understand how great a day in God's courts is, i got to think about a thousand elsewhere. Where, where would you like to spend a thousand days? I did the math on that. That's like two two years and ten months. Just, just shy of three years. If money was not an issue, time was not an issue, you could take anybody with you that you want. Where would you go spend almost three years? Do you know this one day in God's courts is better than that? Yeah, and I love the idea that it uses their courts. A, a king, when a king is holding court, that's where people in the kingdom come and, and try to get business, get get issues resolved. Hey, I, I need this. Could you do that? Hey, could you stop this? Hey, there's a there's an enemy. And of course, sometimes people in the kingdom don't see eye to eye and they come before the king with a judgment. And so the king then issues a judgment. Do you, you realize what's being said there? Just standing around in God's presence, watching kingdom business happen. One day of that would be better than three years of anywhere else you could possibly imagine. And then there's what uh, Paul said in Philippians. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ. For that is far. Not a little better. Not a lot better, man. It is far better. Far better than what? What? Well, I think I'd have to understand that to say that, man, a a moment in God's presence uh, to to be with Jesus, that's better than Hawaii. You know, to be there in the presence of God and with Jesus, that's better than the best party I've ever been to. The best party I could ever imagine. Boy, a, a moment there in the presence of God, that's better than Scruffy or the name of whatever your favorite pet is. Ooh, that now I'm you watch yourself now, Pastor. (laughs) You know a a, a moment in the presence of God is far better. Not only than the best meal, but the best meal in the best ambiance with the best company that you've ever had or could imagine. The presence of God is better than that. And we can go on and on and on. Y'all get what I'm saying, right? So now here would be a question. Okay, I get it. The presence, being with Jesus, far better than all these things I I enjoy on this earth. So does that mean it's wrong to want those things? Is Is it wrong to desire those things? Is it wrong to wonder if those things will still be present? And I think the answer is no. Folks, heaven is a physical extension of God. An extension of his goodness it, it is the laughter, it's the friendships, it's the animals, It's it, it, you, whatever you want to add to that list. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Those are all going to be ways, not that we enjoy something other than God. There are going to be things that we enjoy, and I think we try to do it now, but we'll do it so much better in heaven. Those things will help us just enjoy God all the more because we're going to fully see, we're going to fully grasp every good thing I enjoy, whether it's just a moment or it's the joy of my life. Everything is a good gift from the hand of my God. It's a perfect gift flowing down from the father of lights. And you know, folks, it's not just that God's the big Santa in the sky. (laughs) You know, he, he likes to give us things. No, it's more than that. God God created you, designed you. He created and designed the gift. He created and designed the way that you and the gift intersect. He he created and designed the timing of that moment so that it could be the most and, and you could enjoy it the most. Folks, there is no gift without the giver. It is the giver that makes the gift. You know, that's not just a statement about heaven. That, that, that's a statement about right now today. That, that actually what we're talking about now, trying to separate the gift and the gifter is where we get into most of our mess in this world. We, we take God's good gifts. And again, it might be a single moment. It might be a, something you enjoy all your life. It might be something as simple as God gave us taste buds so we could enjoy that food to a relationship to, to sex to, I mean, we can just go on and on and on. All these different gifts. When I enjoy those things in God's presence, what do I mean by that? In in God's, I I receive these, I use these, I enjoy them with the acknowledgement that it's from God, with the acknowledgement that He celebrates, He enjoys watching me and use the gift, and I use it in His will and His way. Now, what we struggle with is we tend to scoop up gifts and then I run over here and I've got some. I don't want you watching me use these. I I don't want your will and I don't want your way with, I think I, can I just take the gift? I'm just going to use it the way I want. And so what happens is then I break the gift. Or the gift breaks me. Or me and the gift together go and break you. And what I just described is what happens in every relationship, in every place, in every person, every day. We're breaking all of God's goodness. Because I don't want to use it in His presence. I don't want to use it His will and His way. Folks, it is the giver that makes it the gift. It is the giver that brings the joy. And man, what an incredible giver He is. I love this statement by, by Sam Storms. It get, just gets me excited. We will constantly say, man, what do you do up in heaven forever and ever? You're going to constantly be more amazed with God. What will constantly be making me more amazed? All the gifts I'm enjoying. All the things I'm seeing and experiencing and the people and the places. All of it make me constantly more amazed with God. More in love with God. And thus ever more relishing his presence in our relationship with him. Our experience with God will never reach its consummation. No, no, no. Every single day it's going to deepen and develop. Every decade it's going to intensify and amplify. Every century it unfolds and it increases. And millennia after millennia it broadens and balloons. I don't even know who Sam Storms is. But boy did he nail it. Don't you like that statement? Don't you like the thought of that? Now, now, here's something kind of strange. Everything that we're trying to understand about what makes heaven heaven is also what makes hell hell. A lot of verses. Let me give you one succinct Clear verse. Notice in this verse, is about hell. You're not going to see the word fire. You're not going to see darkness. Other verses tell us about darkness and fire. But what this verse is doing is getting at the core of what makes hell, hell. Look what this says. And on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, period. Now, that's not a complete sentence. Why did I put an incomplete sentence up there? Well, because if I'd have just wrote the verse I wanted you to see, it begins with the word they, and then we'd be wondering who they is, because they are in trouble. I want to I wanna know who the they is in case I'm one of the they. Well, who are the they? They're those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the they, and they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord. The, the reward of heaven is the presence of God, the punishment of hell is the absence of God. Do you realize all the things we might wonder and imagine and dream about and have questions about heaven, all are absolutely, completely irrelevant, empty, and meaningless in hell. There's no joy of a pet in hell. There's no joy of a good meal in hell. That's from God. It's the presence of God that I enjoy. There's no satisfying sleep in hell. Psalm 127, sleep is from God. There's no, there's no peace, there's no friendship, there's no love, there's no celebration. There's none of those things, because those are all from God. Now, you know, I, I can kind of hear the, the atheist right now saying, well, time, time out, yeah, you're not making any sense, because uh, I don't believe in God. I'm not pursuing the presence of God, because there's no presence of God to pursue And I'm going to be honest with you, I had a wonderful night's sleep last night. And you know what I did before I went to bed? I had a great meal. And I had a great meal with some great friends. And I enjoyed all those things without the presence of God. No, you enjoyed all of those things because of the presence of God. What that person just described, theologically we call common grace. Common grace. The way the Bible says that is it rains on the righteous man's field and the wicked man's field. See, what you experience on earth is common grace. What is common? Why do we say common? There's saving grace and there's common grace. Say saving grace is when I turn from sin and self to Christ. Common grace, that's God's common kindness, mercy, and love so that I can enjoy the benefit of his reign on my field. And had the taste of good food on my tongue and lips. That's, that's common grace. And everybody on the planet is a recipient, is a beneficiary of God's presence. Now you know what hell is. All of that is real. See, hey, there's a lot of bad things on this earth. Yeah, can you imagine all of those bad things with not a single good thing? Not a single good you know a word that will never be used in, in, in hell? I, there's probably a lot of words, but let me give you one. Maybe 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 is a huge word of hope. It might be for small boy well, I hope the, you know hey, maybe the weather's going to be good this weekend. Maybe my team will win unless you're an Aggie. There's no maybe for the Aggies anymore in 2022. We've given up. Maybe I'm ah, just going to stop right there. I digress. But you see, we can apply maybe. You, do you rise in hell? You'll never say the word. Not you'll. I hope we're not there. Nobody will ever say the word maybe. Maybe's hope. Hope is from God. See, we just keep going on and on and on and on. You, you, don't, you don't experience any of that. Hell is the utter complete absence. Of all of the goodness that flows just because God's there. Whether I acknowledge it or not, ignore it or not, fight it or not. On this earth, I'm a recipient of his grace. In hell, I'm not. You know know what makes hell so bad? You know what makes it so awful? There's no break. There's no break from the awful, awful Is an act of, I mean, a break is a kindness. A break is a good. That comes from God. What makes hell? Hell. Yes, fire, torment, all that. It's the absence of God. Now, let's let's stop on hell for a moment. It's just a lot to take in. Let's go back to heaven. And I've already said, okay, so we we know okay, it's okay, I get it. It's Jesus that makes heaven heaven, God that makes heaven heaven. But still, I have these questions. Will will this be there? Will that be there? Will I get to experience that? And I've already answered that and said, no, I I don't think it's wrong wrong to want those things, to desire those things. Folks, that's the way God made us. God made us to enjoy those things. So why in heaven would he take all those things away? It's kind of a principle of continuity here. Unless God says, I'm changing the way something is done. I think in most cases, we can have the idea that those things will Continue. You know, I'll give you a good example of God making something that we're going to enjoy distinct from Him. I, I said when I say distinct, I don't mean apart, I don't mean away, I don't mean outside. We've already said that's where we break everything. But where I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh, I'm gonna experience, I'm gonna enjoy, and it's not God that I'm looking at in that moment. Genesis chapter two. Genesis 1 and 2, God is created. You know, he crowns each day with this is good, this is good, this is good. He gets to the sixth day, makes humanity, makes Adam and says, boy, this is very good. And there's Adam, not only living in a perfect world. We've never lived there. We've never experienced that. Adam's living there in a perfect world, but he's also living in something else you and I've never experienced. A perfect face-to-face relationship with God. He, he's, he's not having to, you know, by faith. No, he's looking, he's looking right at Adam. He is enjoying a perfect relationship with God. And it's not because Adam's grumbling, it's not because he's complaining. It's God who says, hey, something's missing. Th- 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 this isn't complete. And God makes something and brings it to Adam. We know the something, right? It's Eve. He brings Eve, and and, and now this is good. God makes something. Hey, Adam's going to enjoy Eve. He's he's looking at Eve. He's not looking at God. Where does the gift come from? God. How do I best enjoy the gift? With God. But God clearly made us to experience and enjoy things that are a physical extension of his goodness. I think where, and I I, I don't know if you all do this. I know preachers are sure bad about doing it. But we get up and we rant and rave that you're not supposed to want anything other than Jesus. You know, you're supposed to pray, Lord, I, just, I, I want nothing. And I think the reason we do that is because we look at our experience not in heaven. We look at our experience on earth where we take God's gifts and then leave God. We take God's gifts and we love the gift more than the giver. We begin to worship the gift over and above the giver. And so this competition develops. And so, you know, I look at y'all acting that way and I do it too sometimes. And so I say, yeah, we've got to stop. You, 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 you got to pray. I want Jesus and only, I don't need anything else. Yeah. But God actually made me to want and need and enjoy other things. We don't need to make that dichotomy that to love and worship and desire Jesus means to not want or desire or love anything else. I I think we can do both because mm, not so well here. But in heaven, that gift won't create a competition. In heaven, that gift will create a compliment. Because now I'm going to see not only the magnificence of the gift given to me, but I'm going to see the magnificence of the giver. And how that gift works in my life. It'll finally lead me. We work at it now, right? We come in here on Sunday and thank you, Jesus, for, and we try to be mindful of his gifts and his blessings in our lives. Oh, we're going to do that so perfectly in heaven. And it'll just lead us all the more to enjoy and desire and and love him. So, now here's what we're going to do next week. Today's kind of a big, broad overview, so I thought next week would be the place where we ask maybe some more specific questions about heaven and... Hell also, you, you can ask questions about both, and uh, here, here's what you need to do. Now, we're not going to take that from the floor, because if 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 I was just letting you raise your hand and ask questions, you're going to ask me something I don't know, you're going to see I can't think on my feet, and you're going to find out how really dumb I am. And so to continue the facade of you thinking, I'm really, I'm smart, I need time to work on the answers. So I need the questions, and I don't need them sometime this week, I need them right now. Okay, so here's what you can do today, maybe tomorrow. Uh, you can Facebook message me. You can email me if you want. You may think, well, I've got a question that I, I don't want my name attached to. I had a somebody in our youth. I won't mention their name. Ask that. I, I got a question about it. I don't want to put my name on it. I, I thought to myself, I got a hundred dollars what his question is. So, uh, but anyway, uh, if you don't want your name attached to the question, when we go out today, look at this. Uh, matter of fact, we got, uh, I got this card right here. You can go out to the desk right in the center. The next step says there's a box there and these cards. Isn't that a pretty card? It says the Heights Baptist on one side. Questions on heaven and hell. No name required. OK, so you can go out there. And uh, I, it was kind of funny. I, I said, did anybody come out? And she said, "They've they've swarmed the desk." So I thought, like, maybe I'd get five questions. I think the first service asked somewhere in the neighborhood of four or five thousand questions. So I don't even know if I'll get to yours. But go out there. write These you'll know, be honest with you. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with these. I I don't know if I'm going to, obviously there's going to be a lot of duplicates. You know, people asking the same basic idea. I don't know if I'm going to get four or five questions and spend five minutes on each one. Or if I'm going to get, if I'm going to answer 25 questions and answer one minute on each one. But but we'll find out next week. you got to come find out here. We're going to answer these questions. Now, I think that asking the questions is super important. I think we're going to learn a whole lot. We may learn more next week than we did the other seven. And I'm counting the ones that are still to come. But, uh, so, and I say that because I don't, want to, I don't want to sound like I'm now about to diss <laughs> asking questions. But I want us to leave here knowing this. Whether the answer is what I want or not. Maybe it's a question we don't know the answer to. You know, I've got I've got at least one question. I'm 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 confident this will be asked a number of times. I've got at least one question that I don't think there's a clear answer to. I don't even I don't know where, how we would answer it. Uh, I, I've, I've I've got one question, and it's just hard to imagine. How am I happy, happy, happy forever and ever and ever? When and I I I, I don't know how that gets resolved. I don't I don't know how that takes place. But I know what God's word says. Your experience will be the fullness of joy. The absolute fullness. So in some of these things, we've kind of got to trust that I, of course, I can't see it because I live in the midst of brokenness right now. And my my vision is cloudy. But that won't always be be the case. So whatever the questions are and whether I got good answers or not or I can get to the scripture that has the good answers or not, hey, here's the good news we leave with today. It's, it's happy forever. It is a fullness of joy forever and ever and ever. Our, our God is so good. What does that joy look like? What does that fullness look like? Well, I mean, what is joy and fullness here? It's going to be much the same there, we'll look at that next week. I, I think the most important thing, and boy, our both of our testimonies today communicated this so well. I, I get to enjoy forever the fullness of God, the presence of God. It's not because I'm super spiritual or super good or super kind or even kind of good, kind of spiritual, kind of kind. I get to enjoy the presence of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ. There's a place where I've got to come to the end of myself. and thinking so much of myself and my ideas and my ways of getting pleasure in a moment. Most of humanity is going to give away eternity over the pleasures of a moment. And I'm one of those, but by the blood of Christ. Boy, I, I think any time we look at this, you have to ask yourself, Am I a child of God? Am I living life in the presence of God, acknowledging that presence, wanting in everything I am and do, wanting to experience that in the acknowledgement that he's there with me and I want to do this his will and I want to do this his His way. He loves you so much. Let's pray. Father, I ask now that you send your Holy Spirit to speak into each of our hearts and lives, whether we're here in this room or Watching on a device online. Romans chapter 8 says. Your Holy Spirit will bear witness with my spirit. That I am a child of God. And Lord for all who genuinely are. A child of God. Oh may we just. Enjoy the security. The peace. The assurance that brings. Thank you for those gifts. May I enjoy those gifts. And Lord, for those here right now for whom your Holy Spirit does not bear witness. To those right now here in this room watching online who are hearing, you're not my child. May they hear that in your love. May they hear that in your call. Your call for them to become your child. Holy Spirit, you move and speak, and for those you just said, you're not mine. Give them the faith and the courage to answer your call to be yours, right here, right now, today. And may they live the rest of their lives with the joy, the peace, and the security thinking about all kinds of fun questions about heaven. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.